The following is a production of the Pest Posse, your trusted resource for pest control-related information and training for pest management professionals. Pest Posse TV is live and in the house, and I am live and in the house this time. And we're here with another awesome episode. I'm Cully Visionary Creator here at the Pest Posse. That is right. And I, of course, I am Foster, the head wrangler here at the Pest Posse, trying to keep everything together. And so glad, Cully, that you're here. So glad you're doing well enough to join us because we didn't have you on the last live stream. Glad you're kind of back up at it, which is a good thing. So do appreciate you being here today. Thank you. Because I was lost yeah, last that was, month. Uh... I couldn't. I couldn't handle myself last month. I had the two guests and I tried to handle everything, but I couldn't. And oh man, so that was anyway. one big rat. <laughs> yeah, it that was. was one told big everybody. Rat. <laughs> yeah, you definitely got attacked by one big rat. That is for sure. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Hey, before we tell you what's going on, hey, just real quick here, we got uh, Christopher um, Parkins is in the house. He says hi, everybody, and of course. We wouldn't be here without, of course, Christian Allen, one of our great followers here. He is right. watching us again. You guys are on LinkedIn, so that is great. So good morning to both of you. Hey, you guys, you know, uh, let us know who you are, what you're all about. Um, and uh, that way we can put you up on the and screen. And where you're and from. Yep. All that good stuff there, what company and state you're from and all that stuff. We certainly do appreciate everybody being here today. So yeah, so for uh, today's live stream, you know, we're gonna have uh, guests, excuse me, Greg Orr and Bill Robinson uh, from Smith Performance Sprayers. You know, they're gonna be, of course, in the house here with us to discuss, you know, how to be a more efficient PMP, which I think is gonna be uh, some good information and a good topic today. Absolutely, this is a very timely topic because the pest control industry is changing along with the equipment that we're all using and we need to understand how these changes are a good thing that can make us more efficient at our jobs that is right you are so right Cully. hey we got a couple more uh let's just throw these up here brian hey all from uh sa what is sa Cully? I don't know where uh, what is that? Hey, Brian, tell us what SA is. I'm not sure. We're we're inept here. We don't we're speak text. <laughs> we don't speak text. <laughs> oh shoot. Hey, and of course, uh, it's probably something simple and we just don't we can't just figure don't it out. And we got William uh, Woodhouse there, and, and then of course uh Chris, Chris Rock is he's from Las Vegas, so Pitbull Pest Control. So that's what I thought. And I think it's great. We got a lot of people watching on LinkedIn, which is good that that's staying connected right now. Hey, if you guys, if that does disconnect on LinkedIn, please go flip over to Facebook and watch us. Uh, LinkedIn live stream is still kind of, well, I wouldn't say new. It's been out for a few years, but um, sometimes it can be a little unstable. So um, just to keep you guys. Oh, South Africa. South Africa. So that's awesome. So Brian. Yes, South Africa. That yeah, is awesome. Thank you for joining, joining us all the way. That is so awesome you're here with us on this live stream. Hopefully we Beautiful can bring Beautiful country, South Africa. What's that? Beautiful country, South Africa. I've never been there, but I've seen pictures. Exactly. And it uh, be a very fascinating place to visit. Yeah. And uh, it says I've been uh, using their product for about a year, saved about one or two minutes per residential. So we'll get into that. That's jumping the gun there, Christopher. So that's Ooh, awesome you, that you've been using some of the Smith product there. So, yeah, you know, before we really get started, you know, I'd like to remind everybody, of course, about the Pest Posse TV Facebook group. We're growing that by leaps and bounds. 
Um, it's really a good place to know when all of our new episodes are going to be available. We're well over about 150 members or whatever. And again, that's just really to let everybody know when our new content's coming out. Um, it's a great group and stuff. We make that real easy so that way you guys can get notified uh, when our new content is available. And of course, you know, um, we're going to have this live stream available on uh, Pest Posse TV platform after this live stream, this rebroadcast, and on the podcast as well, too. That's right. And make sure that you follow uh, this podcast on your favorite podcast platform uh, and to sign up for the free Pest Posse TV membership as well. Uh, to get all the great content that's on there, as well as the video portion of this, if you want to rewatch or send it to somebody and you want them to actually see what's going, what we're talking about, then you know, get them to sign up for Pest Posse TV and remind them it is free. Yeah, we just want to re, you know, we put the podcast out and everything, but we know the pest control industry is a visual industry. We do have some shows and some episodes coming up that really are going to be more of a visual you could of course listen to them on a podcast but we really want to encourage you guys to sign up for that because again the video is so much better especially when we have some good episodes coming out this next month that are really going to be more visual than anything so we really want you guys to be looking for that and uh real quick just to let everybody let everybody know where everybody is hey christopher allen of course yeah he's in uh, louisville kentucky we've had him there with of course his own company tailor-made pest control uh we've had him on a live show here and then, of course, we got uh, Christopher. He's out there in SAC, which is great. So he's a Cali boy. So, hey, Christopher. And then, um, of course, we got William. He's in Denver, Colorado. So, you guys, thanks for letting us know where you guys are located at. That just kind of helps us out and see where everybody's at. So, that's right. Um, and if you'd like to really show your support for what we're doing here at the Pass Policy, you know, please, uh, you know, go buy some great new swag at our general store. Kind of like this coffee mug that we won't get into the whole right. issue with this thing here with the coffee mug and that picture. Anyways, or go buy us some coffee because we know we really need some coffee and we really would appreciate that well, I, uh, that support and everything right. from everybody. So that would be great and we certainly would appreciate that. So you guys, hey, keep the comments coming as we get into this live episode here. That's just going to make things flow even better and, um, you know, just, uh, just even going to be better. So we'd appreciate it. All right. Now that we've completed our shameless plugs for money. <laughs> Let's bring on Bill and Greg. All righty, let's bring them on. So, hey, welcome, Greg and Bill. How are you guys doing today? Fine. Never, never better. Never better. <laughs> well, we certainly appreciate you guys being on here today and uh, taking the time to really, you know, talk to us about how to how to be more efficient as a PMP. I think you guys have got some some really good insights with this. You guys have got a lot of. Uh, years of experience behind you and we certainly do appreciate that and i i think really before we get going we really should have you guys introduce yourself to everyone and uh let's start out with uh bill why don't you give a quick little introduction as far as you know who's bill okay um i'll go back i'll go back some years now i i was university research for 30 years in uh, application pest control biology um and uh, anyway that was at virginia tech uh, and uh, I had 22 graduate students, and a lot of our emphasis was on applications. Uh, we were very keen on that. Two of my graduate students uh, became technical directors at B&G, so they carried forth the application side of things. I followed the last of my students into the technical director of B&G. So I was technical director of B&G for 20 years. Wow. Um, and that sort of matched up with the academic side of things. Uh, 
because now it was the chance to put things put things in motion, I guess. Um, anyway, uh, 20 years of that, and I had the opportunity to reconnect with Greg Orr uh, about a year ago, almost exactly a year ago. I had an opportunity to join the Fountainhead Group, um, uh, specifically their pest control team, and uh, and Foster. The, the the short of it is that I talked to them about the need to change insecticide application in the household environment. I, I talked to them about about being the thought leader. This is a company that has already had 130 years of experience with designing pressure application equipment. I talked to them about, we need to make changes. We need to change the end. Fountainhead was, was fully on board. So I joined the pest control team uh, there about a year ago. And uh, well, anyway, it's been great. Uh, uh, Greg, uh, Greg has, uh, has been a, a great, great sounding board for me as far as what we need in pest control. So anyway, that's where I'm coming from. It's an applications background. I'm interested in, sadly, nozzles, spray patterns, and tank pressure. You know, nothing which exciting, is, but which uh, is all important. Wow. yeah, which is all important. Those are things that I think. About. Yeah, exactly. And we lack that knowledge extremely. We're all about how many ounces per gallon, and that's about as far as it goes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. yes. Exactly. Oh, 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 I, I want to have to throw in, I was a service tech a long time ago when I was in college. Uh, I was oh. a, a termite service tech. And, uh, of course, at that time, send the college kid into the crawl space to figure <laughs> out where the termites are. Put the college kid in there. Anyway, and I've worked with the pest control industry the, the 30 years that I was in academia. So I, I, I'm a real fan of professional pest control. I, I know this, this industry pretty well. Anyway, I'll turn it over to Greg. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say, Greg. Yeah, next, uh, let's give an uh, give introduction to who uh, who's Greg. Well, I get to follow Bill around and carry his golf clubs. So <laughs> I just, I get to hate. I get to I get to hang out in this shadow and you know just kind of grow and improve from there. I've been in and around pest control uh, 25 plus years. Um, Been on both coasts of the United States and mainly in Texas, born and raised. Currently, uh, national sales manager, pest control for the Fountainhead Group, which is AKA Smith Performance Equipment, and um, just having a having a great time educating people about spray patterns, pressure, flow rates, and why they are so so important to be efficient in the pest control industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I just want to throw something out. Me over here was doing some math in my head. Hey, everybody that's listening to this and watching this, do you realize that on this video screen here, you've got 100 years, over 100 years of combined pest control experience sitting on this screen right here? To me, I think that's pretty amazing. I don't like talking about that stuff a lot, but when you really think about with the experience that Bill has gotten the number of years, the number of years that Greg has got with Cully and me as well, that's over 100 years of pest control, combined pest control experience we've got on the screen here. And I think that's pretty awesome that we're able to bring this all PMP. So um, just wanted to throw that out there because I think that's pretty impressive that we've got that much knowledge and experience here on this live stream with everyone. So, um, so yes. That's what I got to say about that. Well, with that said, 
Greg, how's the pest control industry changed over the years? And we've all got a few of those, apparently. <laughs> you know, the, the better question would be, how's it not changed, right? But as, um, if we look into, I would have to say the adoption of technology has really forced change in the pest control industry. I, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, from, really yeah, from our if writing. It, get us to use it. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. We don't like changing here in the industry. We're just all stuck old school. Yeah, well, yeah. I can remember. I remember the fight for cell phones. I remember the fight to have a fax machine, right? But as soon as those are adopted and we integrate them and we get comfortable with them, we're very good at making them efficient in our businesses. Yeah. But we are very neophobic as a group, right? I think we we do too much rodent work. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> too many bait boxes. Exactly. Uh, so, so yeah. I mean that that that's how I see it, guys. I mean, from routing and scheduling. I mean, I remember I remember having to manually come in and you know take all of my stops for one month and put them on what day and then what time I'm going to run them, hand them into my service manager. To now, it's all done with algorithms. It's all done with GPS locations. Who's got the best time to get there? All that comes in and it's on your cell phone, right? Mm -hmm. That that's how fast it has how fast it has transferred. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. We remember those days as well. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah. That that's what I guess I, I remember the, day of the paper invoice and. Thought it was all neat when we got the cell phones and yeah i remember when we started putting stuff into computers and how great that was and everything and yeah definitely a lot a lot has changed but like you said you know it is definitely hard for us to adopt kind of some new things here yeah. in the industry and, and really with that being said i mean hey bill you know how is the materials that we're using here in the pest control industry how have you seen really that change over the years well foster one of the things that has uh has bothered me perhaps is that in in uh, in the last uh, uh, let's say 20 years last 30 years or so modern modern insecticides good grief we, we are using insecticides we, we are putting we are moving the decimal point we have zeros now uh, we, we, I can remember when Dersban was applied at 1.5 percent and then we had pyrethroids good grief what was that? And that was 0.1 and 0.2. And now I'll never forget when they brought Fipronil to my lab and they wanted us to test it at 0.006. And I said to my lab manager, I said, Bob, can we do that? <laughs> he said, not to worry, we'll dilute the brains out of it. Um, so th that's where the industry is. Uh, we're at 0.00 something. And, it's, and all those chemicals are very effective. Uh, and I have complete faith in manufacturers that they know what they're doing. I guess my problem is that application technology has not kept pace. We, we haven't kept pace with modern insecticides. We're, we're, we're still using a delivery system that was designed in 1946 by two undergraduate students. Um, so that's my frustration it is, as you guys talked about the adoption of technology, I understand that. But my frustration is, come on, 
we've got a group of manufacturers that are doing their best to use insect to design insecticides to be effective. We need to get behind them and use them efficiently. We got smart people making effective insecticides. Holy cow. We're, we're just, we need to be better at applying them. And they rely on us. They, they rely on a delivery system. So anyway, that, that's where I come from, Foster. Uh, my frustration is I need thought leadership in, in carrying forward, not using 35 and 40 PSI, in using a nozzle that gives us a good spray pattern, all of that. Uh, so my frustration is we haven't, we haven't kept pace. We haven't. We need to catch up uh, to where where the manufacturer has done their work. So, well, I think that's a good point. I mean, as you talk about the rates of the materials, or also we have the materials that are so they're now to the point where they're pest pest specific, yep. where we've got materials that will only kill flies or they won't do anything to mammals, but yet when they're absorbed into an insect, the, the insects have enzymes that we don't typically have. And those enzymes break down the molecule to the point where now it is an insecticide, you know, or we have uh, essential oils, which, you know, a lot of us did not like in the beginning, but now we learn that the essential oils attack part of the insect, their biology that Mammals don't have that, you know, it doesn't, you know, that's not part of a mammal's biology or it's not important enough that it even affects mammals, you know? Um, so with that said, uh, gentlemen, why don't we, uh, go with, uh, Bill, uh, how has application equipment changed? How is that part? I mean, that's what, you know, we were just talking about, right? It hasn't kept up but how has it changed? Well, yeah, that's that's a good question, Kelly. I, I think, well, my immediate answer is it hasn't changed very much at all, sadly. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. it, uh, it, you know, bless their hearts, back in 1946, that nozzle was designed to wet the wall and the floor. Um, and we, we don't need to do that anymore. So I, I think it hasn't changed very much. The the uh, still hand pumping a one gallon sprayer is, is not an effective or efficient use of a technician's time. I, I, that's not, we, we, they need to get paid to think, not to pump something. Uh, right. So, so I think that's, that's the frustration as companies look at efficiency, uh, how long is the, this PMP spending in that account, they don't want them pumping a sprayer every two and a half minutes. So, so I guess my frustration is we haven't changed enough or, or we haven't changed at all really, but we haven't changed enough. Uh, and, and that's, that's my mission uh, is to bring us into the 21st century as far as applications. So yeah. I'll turn it over to Greg now, but Greg will have yeah. some. Yeah. Well, what, what's your thoughts on that? Perspective guys, let's, let's look at, you know, the, the efficiencies of our new or our modern active ingredients are off the chart. I don't think we have, we're at the point of even realizing what they're capable of doing if they're applied correctly. That's not a, I'm not condemning the industry. I'm not saying that you're over apply. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is 
is that we are still using 1946 technology to apply our modern insecticides. Think about this here in perspective. We, we're still using a, a, a piece. We're still using technology that was around before seat belts and cars. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who does that? Right. Even the hammer that the carpenter use has changed ergonomically. Right. So that's the biggest frustration is moving, moving the industry, moving, moving my friend, moving my mind into modern world application technology. Right. Okay. Totally, totally agree with that. You know, and that and that really with that being said and everything, when we really look at this, I mean, you know, Bill, really, should the service technicians really care about really that spray pattern? And really the the pressure really of that compressed air sprayer, the backpack sprayer that they're using. Well, uh, uh, Foster, um, yes, I think they should care. And I think they shouldn't have to worry about it. Uh, <laughs> what, what I what I want is uh, for them to understand that um, consistent pressure gives you a consistent spray pattern on a surface. That's going to deliver an insecticide and, and, and kill your target pest. Done. That's the last thing I really want you to worry about. If you understand, if you understand application, I I don't want you to soak the wall no matter what. But if you understand application, I I rather that you worried about that than pumping that can. And and I think uh, my job is to give you consistent delivery, a consistent spray pattern with constant with consistent pressure. And, and uh, Greg, Greg Orr always likes to say that a service technician shouldn't have to pay attention to the tank. That, that's not your job. Uh, that's someone else's job to make that delivery system work for you. You, you pay attention to what you're doing. So anyway, to get back to your question, uh, Foster, yeah, I think uh, consistent delivery, spray pattern, Learn, tr- trained where to put it, of course, uh, but not to worry about what's behind you, and that's the pressure in the tank and the nozzle. Not to worry about that. We 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 can take care of that. Uh, you you use your training to get paid to think, uh, uh, right. and to me that's just a better way to go. Yeah, I think that um, lawn care folks really get that a lot yeah. better than general okay. pets. Um, because if you're not getting a consistent spray pattern, you're going to have weeds breaking through Mm -hmm. and that's never a good thing, right? When you're, that's kind of your point of lawn care. You want not just a green lawn, but you want a weed free lawn. And a lot of times lawn care guys are also doing weed control in the flower beds and that kind of thing. And if you don't have a good consistent spray pattern, you know, with a proper droplet size and, you know, all those important things, so that you're getting good coverage. Well, if you don't get good coverage, you get breakthrough. And um, in general past, I think part of it is, is that because our materials are so good, a lot of times if it's not applied perfectly, it still works really good, you know? Um, and so we don't always realize how important that is and how much uh, time we can save ourselves as well as even, um, I mean, I, t- I still talk to guys all the time who, in my opinion, they over apply, you know, or they're, 
they're making these concoctions out in the field with multiple products that I would never even thought of mixing. Um, and I'm not saying that's necessarily wrong, but at the same time, is it necessary at all? If you're getting proper application, um, I think that uh, you might not need to do that. Yeah, I don't know. Those are just kind of my thoughts as somebody who is still applying. Well, um, let me, if you don't mind, let me lean in on that one because if you're a technician, either for you're doing it for your business or you're doing it for yourself, you're self-employed or you're working for somebody else, you're 99% of the time you're, you're, you're getting paid a production rate. Mm -hmm. I understand the hourly rate. I get that. But the dreaded word of reservice that that no cost service where I've had a breakthrough or I've had a failure um, going back and trying to reservice that account is a dead nut loss. You're not making any money on it. Yeah. If, if we can show you through space spray, if I can show you through spray pattern, the, the efficiency of a spray pattern done right, it allows those active ingredients to perform at the top of their game. And if you if I can eliminate one callback by doing my spray patterns correctly, I'm paying for my equipment, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So true. On I, so, so I completely true. agree with that. Um, and, you know, I always talk to the folks who are getting paid by the hour. Listen, if you if you're getting, you know, a lot of callbacks, your owner is not making money, which means you're not getting a raise. You want to raise, you show your owner that your route is efficient and making money. That's the only way you're going to get a raise, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so it still works the same way, whether you're getting route production or whether you're getting an hourly wage, you know? Um, it's just a different way of making more money. Um, so. Well, let's, let's talk about that. I'm sorry to interrupt if you don't mind. No, no. So not not only not only efficiencies in spray pattern. Let's talk about the efficiencies of the mechanical process of making all that happen. Right. Mm -hmm. um, think about think about the time that you're having to interact with, you know, a hand a hand pump sprayer. That technician, the user, has to sometimes stop and interact with that sprayer. Yep. Eliminate yep. that. And you get five minutes back per gallon. So how many how many gallons do I apply during the day? Let's let's say three. I get fifteen minutes back a day. Add that up a month, and you're getting significant time back. I can go on vacation. I can go sell more stops. Exactly. Uh, I I can do a lot more different things by simply modernizing my tools. Right. There's an upfront no. upfront cost, right? Upfront yeah. cost. But it's not big, it's right? Not big, right? For what you're getting back, the ROI is tremendous. So. Well, and I think that's what you just kind of hit on something right there. As far as you know, we've always heard that with some of this newer equipment that's out there, the cost of it, the upfront cost of it. A lot of owners are like, "Oh no, that's too expensive. That's too expensive." Sure. And it's like, you know, they got to get out of the tunnel vision here. Of like you said, the return on investment after that initial investment, that's going to bring back dividends to you. And you need to, as owners, you need to be looking at that and not be so tunneled. Yeah, I know that you need to look at expenses every month. You've got a certain amount. You're trying to hit your P&L right, whatever. But you need to look at that 
it takes money to make money. And really, so, that return on that investment is going to be huge if you can get more efficient equipment, whatever that is, to make up that time on the back end, it's going to pay dividends. And you really need to, as owners, you really need to be thinking outside the box with that and not being so tall on that initial price. And, and maybe it seems like a shock of that price of it, but you really need to think long term on that. With, with that. Well, I mean, just a simple aspect of doing a flea job and not having to stop in every room and repump your handspring. I mean, <laughs> I can get a flea job done so much faster now than I ever could in the past with not having to stop and pump. Um, it, it, you know, it pay again, like you're saying, you guys are saying it pays for itself. It does. It does. Well, you know, think about Uh, 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 Foster, uh, a comment you made there. Um, So for a long time, we were in research, application research, and uh, sometimes it can get a little nerdy. And one of the watchwords that we used was it takes information to get information. And we always believe that the more we train people, the more information they, they they would take they would oh, absorb yeah. so um yeah it it takes some level of information for us to give you more information and yeah. and uh, and that was always a valuable thing for us it, it starts off maybe a little nerdy trust us we're going to get you there uh so uh, to me training is really important because of the information foundation uh, it takes yeah it takes money to make money but it takes information to get information yeah right exactly well and foster put up chris's latest that's, that's what i was just gonna that's what i was just gonna do i think this is a great I think this that he had. Itself. the yeah. upfront cost uh i are still lower than many of the manual sprayers uh we did the math and it paid for itself the first month we changed wow. now that's a that's a great statement right there that's from somebody who's already using your product you know yeah. and for those who don't realize it, we're talking about um, an basically electric rechargeable sprayer um, so that you don't have to pump all the time. Oh and, um, uh, you know, and here's somebody's personal experience, yep. you know, um, exactly. that they've had with your product. I mean, he said before, they, he's using your sprayer. And yep. um, so... Why don't we talk a little bit about um, how a technician figures out the right droplet size and pressure for the equipment? I would assume that that is going to change based upon what they're going after, perhaps, um, and what environment they're in and all these different factors. Bill, I'll let you yeah, lean into that one. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, well, no, that's very good, Kelly. Um, yes, you're absolutely right. Um, and research has uh, uh, shown, research done in, in, in 1970, believe it or not, uh, research has shown 20 PSI is what you, is all you need. Okay. 35 to 40 PSI sprays to run off and splashes your shoes and your pants. Uh, okay. So research shows 20 PSI is all you need. Uh, and, and we've looked at the, the flat fan. It's changing the, the fan nozzle. So it's a flat fan that delivers an even amount of insecticide through the spray pattern. So if you're, if 
you have a, an even spray pattern, you have low pressure, you're going to get a, a spray pattern that's going to coat the surface with droplets. It's not going to run off. You're not wasting insecticide. And the, and the target pest is still going to be controlled. You don't, you don't get better control by increasing the amount of liquid on the surface. Doesn't work. We did that research. 200 times more, 100 times more, you don't get better control. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Um, so it's, um, it's understanding, understanding that you just need to put droplets on the surface. Bang, it's going to kill them. Uh, and not over applying. And, and well, to get back to what you talked about, Colleen, it, it is that uh, the technician needs not to worry about that. Uh, that, that, that can be taken care of. So another note on that, when we're talking about time saving and efficiency, and that is that a lot of our newer labels are specifically stating that if you have dripping, that is considered a spill and must be cleaned up as a spill. Yep. So imagine the time that's going to take. Yeah. That's a well, huge process to clean up any amount of insecticide inside or outside of a house. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, guys, so the, I, the, um, the majority, well, I'll go to Dr. Bill's famous quote, wetter is not better. I can't kill I can't kill more bugs by making a by making the surface wetter. Yeah. And and we need to realize as a technician, as, as I'm doing my job, I am applying for residual. I'm not applying for live insect contact. Very rarely do we make an application for live insects, right? That's a whole nother discussion. What I'm doing is leaving a residual for the occasional invader for the flea. And if I'm not doing it properly, and if I'm not leaving the correct droplet size, I might as well just spray garden water, right? It's just yeah. as useless. Spray yeah. pattern, spray patterns and droplet size are the backbone of what I'm doing. Not spraying this. I am, I am putting down the proper amount at the proper rate at the proper size. Exactly. That's what I'm doing. That's what a technician does. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And, it's not drowning bugs or making swimming pools for them. So. Yeah, exactly. You're so right. And the other reality with that is, is it doesn't matter what material or type of material you're using. That is still important. Yep. Very you know, so. Yep. It's very important. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. When we're really great, when we're really looking at this, you know, I know we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but, you know, really, uh, what improvements have been made in the pest control industry really to, to make the service technician more efficient? Yeah, sure. Well, so efficiencies can be, efficiency can be defined as replication, the ability to replicate, right? Um, yeah. you know, look at the models that we have in society. And I, you know, we're, if you see a fast food chain, you see efficiencies. They're, they're built on efficiencies, right? Yeah. Um, but what we've seen, and we talked about this earlier, is everything that uh, the everything that in the life and times of a company? Let's step outside of the technician. Let's let's talk about the owner operator to the five hundred truck. Everything's based upon getting doing doing the manual processes, eliminating that human element. Right? Yep. You know, so if I can replace that with a algorithm, 
and a, and a give you more time in the field. That's what I've seen. That is that is more than just the you know, the addition of uh, backpacks, right? For example, there there was a day where when you rolled up on a house, the first thing you did was you turned on your you turned on your pump on your hundred gallon rig. You started unrolling hose, right? Well, those days that was replaced with the backpack. Well, we had the manual backpack. Well, now you see everything's doing battery power, mm-hmm. right? Everything we do has got lithium ion, right? And it's it's all about building or making you more efficient, right? It's more about it's not it's less about selling you a new piece of equipment. It is what is the efficiencies that I can build into this that makes that guy more profitable when he's on site. Absolutely. And 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 let me throw let me throw this in. I I I'm an educator at heart, so um. So we can build cars with robots, you know, and that's consistent. They never fail. They always show up. That's fine. And pest control is, seeks to what Greg has talked about is consistency. And what I like is, in the end, I got a service tech who's been trained to think. There is yep. not a robot out there that thinks. Um, so I, I, I want a service tech. Train to think, not to worry about the equipment carried, but train to think. And if if someone puts good equipment in his or her hands, bang, done. We're we're never going to be a robot industry because we need people to respond to cut to customers to conditions. Things change every day. That restaurant wasn't the same this month as it was last. That's where the technician gets trained and paid. Uh, and if if he or she knows that the equipment that they're carrying is is going to support them, ah, done. Uh, it, it, it's training that you know is going to get us there. So, oh, absolutely. Which is why you can sign up for the Pest Posse Academy. Sorry, another shameless plug, but you <laughs> opened it up. <laughs> Good for you. Oh, you stepped in with that one, didn't you, Bill? You didn't even know it, did you? That's what we have with it, with the Pass Posse Academy. And again, that's just another mindset with people and trying to make the technicians more efficient. That's what we're providing here with the Pass Posse Academy is really that ongoing training that's going to keep their efficiency up. It's going to keep them reminded of the biology of the pest, the principles and procedures of pest control. Um, it just goes a long way with that. And it just it just goes to show that that is that is even more important these days than, than ever before. You know, absolutely. So, yeah, I uh, the Academy. So make sure you sign up for that. Yeah, I, uh, you know, back to the comment about, you know, uh, what was it? Um, the w- wetter isn't deader. Yeah. You know, my first day in the industry, my boss took me out and he's chasing cockroaches across the floor with 50, uh, 240. And, um, and that's just a perfect example of wetter isn't deader. I mean, that roach was going to die. All you do is go, and that was enough, you know? Yeah, that was more of the thrill of the kill. Um, well, how long did that take to kill a cockroach, really? I mean, a few seconds and it's belly up. I mean, you really would have not had to wait long. Uh, in fact, you probably ran longer and faster because he's trying to get away from the material before it 
you know. But my point is, from that point of getting virtually no training and figuring it out on my own, I actually ended up having, I think, a drive to learn more about the industry. Sure. And the more I learned, obviously, the better I got, you know, um, to the point where now I train people to do what we do, you know, and enjoy that. That's actually my passion. Um, but I see how, how it changes what people do in the field and how they look at, you know, going from just getting that material down and getting things wet to actually figuring out where's this problem coming from and solving that issue, um, which alleviates everything else, you know, um, we had a guy who used to always dr drum into us. He'd been in the industry for 40 years. Seek out the source, seek out the source, seek out the source, you know, and that is a good mantra, obviously to have. And of course you have to think, right? You have, you can't just show up, but you literally have to think and know your products, know your pests, know your environments, know how your product's going to react to different strata that you're applying it to. Um, all those little things um, play into being more efficient. Um, but to be able to have good, uh, efficient equipment also makes a big difference because of course, um, you know, time is money. Especially <laughs> in this business. Yeah, and, it's definitely and true. $7, I think last time I was, in California, seven dollar gas per yeah. gallon. Oh my gosh! You know, I don't know. I, I don't want to go do a callback. If I'm, I mean, that's all on me. You know what I'm yeah. 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 There's a, yeah. yeah. There's another aspect of what we haven't spoken about and what we're incapable of doing as an industry currently through our current uh, application equipment, and that is accurate. Accurate reporting of how much I applied, right? Yeah. I, be, because of the limitations of the existing equipment, I'm making estimates on how much I applied on that, how much we applied there. Yeah. And, you know, at some point in time, we got to tighten that up, right? Oh, totally. 100%. You know what I mean? And by, by doing consistency, by building efficiencies in our equipment, I may not be accurate but i'm much more accurate than i am with manual pumping right i can t i can get very specific with how much i apply it. so and there's 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 coming there's label requirements coming down the pipe that it, you can't reapply i mean you've gone you have used this much on site you yep. cannot use this product for a exactly. period of time right exactly. and we right. need to know how much that is so. yep right exactly no i agree with that i remember a study or a comparison they did. This was probably, you know, quite a while ago, back in the 90s. But um, the state of California compared what was sold. Oh, yeah. The, you know, the amount of chemical that was sold in California to pest control professionals and the amount that was reported. And the reported amount was 40 or 50% higher than what was sold. Mm. And that goes back to the estimate. We have to, we're just, we're guessing out there yep. a lot of times. And so I agree. It would, um, figuring out ways to be more efficient with that and, and more um, precise. You know, I, my tendency is 
when I go out and I use a backpack, I use the whole backpack. And that way, whatever I put in is what I put out, you know? And so I'm not really guessing, but that's not always how you're going to do it. Right. That's the maintenance. But if I'm just doing a callback and I only need to treat a two foot section, then, you know, and I've only used, I don't even know how much of a gallon, right? Exactly. Well, now it's just guesswork, you know? So I would agree with that, that it's, it is kind of important. Yeah. So what kind of sprayers is Smith uh, performance sprayers helping out the modern technician to be more efficient? Let's talk about, we've kind of hinted around the topic a little, but let's just be, let's, let's just cut to the chase. What do you got folks? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll jump in on that one. The, the one that we've been referencing is our XP 100. Uh -huh. That is a, it's a one gallon pest control dedicated applicator. And what it is, is basically eliminates the hand pump. Um, it's got the familiar brass wand. It's got the familiar brass valve. It's, it's got a four-way tip. It also has an E-tip, which I'll get into. But it's the elimination completely of having the hand pump. You, you, it's called our Pump Zero technology. It screws on top of the, of the one-gallon vessel, and it creates and holds 22 to 19 PSI on that curve. And it gives you consistently through the use of that one gallon, a, a consistent 19 to 22 PSI curve so that my spray pattern and my flow rate never changes. Well, and I'd like to, you know, and as we've talked, I mean, the nice thing about that is you guys have actually taken the time to calibrate the system and make sure that, you know, that tip is giving sure. you the right pattern that you want you know this 20 psi that you talked about earlier sure. and i think that that's really you know i just think well, that's a great thing i'm i'm excited to be able to try it out sure um you know well it comes with it, it comes with every machine comes with what we call our e-tip it's it's not ours it it somebody else manufactures it but it's been we calibrated our machine to work with that e-tip and the and why i keep saying e-tip is that every spray everything you pick up in our industry dumps 80 percent of its spray in the middle of its pattern and then kind right. of stretches it out over that remaining 20 percent. the e-tip allows for even distribution of the flow rate and gives you a a more consistent droplet pattern throughout the spray pattern Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm right. kind of venturing over into Dr. Bill's territory on that. No, it's fine. Uh, exactly what Greg said. Uh, if you look at the spray pattern of standard tips, it's kind of tent shaped uh, and you dump most of it in the middle. Oh, that's mm -hmm. fine. That's an ag spray pattern. Remember, the one gallon 1946 was, was designed at an ag school. Um, that's an agriculture pattern works just fine for tomatoes um but what what you want in pest control is to take that spike out and spread it evenly across the spray pattern so that it's it's an even distribution when when you're moving that wand across the surface it it seems very simple doesn't it uh, and e the e pattern is used in agriculture it, it certainly is it seems very simple 
it's only taken us 70 years to get it, but but now we have it. Uh, yeah, right. And it just makes perfect sense. So oh, yeah. why not use it? I think, yeah, that's pretty no, I think it's great. And, and we're going to, um, we didn't put it up on the screen here as far as the, um, the, the sprayer here that uh, the Greg is referring to here and what we're talking about. But here at the Pest Posse, we're actually going to be doing an unboxing of that. We'll have that next month in July. We're actually out in the field right now currently testing. Uh, we've got two uh, Smith sprayers that we're actually testing out in the field. Um, and we'll begin to be bringing you guys those test reviews and everything. That'll probably be August, September, because we want to have a few months to, to play with those. But so far, everything looks good with that. Um, the, the sprayer, definitely the one that Greg is referring to, I believe you call that, that's the XP100. Sure. Uh, definitely a lot different than what you're you're used to seeing in the pest control industry. Um yeah, it's not your stainless steel can. It is a it is a poly tank. But um, again, I think just everything that I've seen, and just recently, me and Greg actually got together um, and uh, we did the unboxing with that. So you guys be be taking a look at that for uh, for July. But definitely talking to Greg with with that sprayer and what it's all about. There's it it definitely is time to get into the to the modern world here. And I think with what Smith has got. Uh, with their sprayers and what they're looking at doing is definitely doing that. And just like we've been saying this whole time, a lot of the technology we have in the industry was, you know, in the 40s. And, um, you know, now we're now it's time to get into the modern age. And I think this is this is great that we have this. And it's great that Smith is coming out with this and really just not putting out a sprayer, but actually some thought process and some research, you know, behind it with with the knowledge and the experience that Bill and Greg have in the industry you know, I think this is great. You guys have definitely hit on something and it's uh, real exciting to see this. And I so. think the other thing to note for those of us who are so used to our stainless steel tanks is, you know, this poly tank is going to allow them to bring this product to you at a better price. Yep. Um, previous version of, I think, our our first electric one gallon was, what, five or six hundred dollars? Yeah, and that, that, that was just, yeah. You're, you're um, talking about the, pancake, the, the, the tank topper itself, right? That's what you're referring well, to. Well, the tank topper was that. Plus, then you had to have the tank. tank yeah, well, that's what I said. You're into like a thousand you know, bucks for, for yeah, the, I mean, something like that. So. And so we're talking about a product that is being brought to you at a significantly less price than exactly. that. Yeah. <laughs> and more and more efficient um, and just, just better all the way around and really designed you know, just like we said, designed for the really the pest control industry. I, th I think that's really where it's coming from. So, uh, which I think is great. So, um, so yeah, let's see. We got to, I was just going to see what the comment was here. So, um, yeah, that's what, uh, yeah, that's what just Christopher is just saying that that's what he's, uh, that's what he hates about the standard four way with that is, is just, I think he's talking about as far as the, that, that pattern and, how you're and yeah. light on the edges. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And of course, so, we were always taught to overlap, which is great with a flea job. But yep. when you're not, it's not very efficient. <laughs> nope, not very efficient. Not efficient at all. Nope. So yeah. So okay. So as we as we really start to kind of wind this thing up here, I mean, you know, Bill and Greg, you know, final thoughts really on this as far as how to really make a a PMP more efficient. Let's let's start with you, Bill. Uh, all right. Thank. Well, thank you. Um, well, I think fr from from where FGI is coming from, from Smith Smith Performance, uh, we're looking at consistency, and that's and that's what Greg 
brought to the front. Uh, we're looking at consistency. Uh, if yeah. we can give you a, a consistent delivery system, then I'm gonna I'm gonna put my trust in training. But a consistent delivery system, and uh, uh, well, as uh, Cully mentioned, it's going to be a whole lot less expensive. But anyway, that's where I am. I'm looking at consistency. Uh, wetter is not deader. Uh, just get you to understand that and and go from there. Get paid right. to think, please. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And Greg, Trust your material and your application. Exactly. You know, yeah, you have to, to, yeah, very good. Yeah. 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 And Greg, your, your final thoughts on this subject here. Well, God, and I, I say this as much as I can, as an industry, we are, in my opinion, but I think some people will not argue with me, that we are probably one of the highest trained trades industry uh, that, that is an essential service to the world. There's not anybody else that can compare as an industry the amount of knowledge that we gain in our training, the amount of ongoing knowledge that we have to have to be in the field, the CEU requirements to have our licenses, and then all of the peripheral stuff that we can get into in our credentialing, and then into go, going into specific fly control only. I can be a vector control specialist. We are a smart industry. We are an intelligent industry. We, we need to bring that intelligence into the tools that we use to do business. That's yeah. That would be my final thought. Yeah, I think and that's I, good. And I would definitely agree with that, definitely. Well, I certainly do appreciate both of you coming on here with us today and really talking about this subject. You know, I, I think definitely we can definitely go longer with this and there's probably a lot more we could talk about. And I'm sure we'll probably have you guys back on like we said, be looking for the uh, the unboxing we're going to be doing of the uh, the Smith Sprayer here coming up in the next couple of months. Um, so again, you know, Greg and Bill, thank you so much for your time today. We certainly do appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, and everybody, you know, make sure that you go and you sign up for the Great Pest Control Giveaway that we still got going on. Uh, that'll give you some great prizes you're going to be able to win very easily. And make sure to follow us on all those social media platforms and of course, like we did with our shameless plug, you know, check out the Pest Posse Academy, our in-depth continuous training solution. That's right. We would appreciate it if you could tell your friends and colleagues about the Pest Posse and what we are all about and what we bring you on a regular basis. That's right. Yeah. And if you like, uh, you like what we're bringing you, you know, we'd appreciate it if, uh, uh, you know, you could go and buy some swag, general store, buy us a cup of coffee, support us, because it does take us a you know, a little bit to put this on and any anything you do to help support us, well, certainly we'd appreciate that so we can continue to bring you this uh, awesome content. This has been a production of the Pest Posse. Be sure to follow Pest Posse TV on your favorite podcast platform. For great video content, be sure to subscribe to the free Pest Posse TV membership available at PestPosseTV.com. Follow the Pest Posse on social media and tell your friends, colleagues, and everyone else you meet about the Pest Posse and the awesome content they provide. Remember that pest control is an adventure, so go out there and enjoy the adventure with the Pest Posse.